Welcome to the Amplify You podcast with your host, me, moi, Danielle, where I interview entrepreneurs from all different types of businesses and share their story and amplify them. I am so excited to share each and every one of them with you. And maybe you're going through an entrepreneurial journey and you might see yourself within them and that might help help elevate you. So I'm stoked. I hope you are. So stay tuned. This is going to be an incredible ride. Welcome, welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And today I have an incredible woman on with me. And I met her at a live event, the Empower Her Live event, heard her speak. And I was like, I got to get this girl on the pod because her story is impactful. And if you are an Enneagram freak or like you don't know about the Enneagram, this episode is for you because I have Tracy O'Malley here. And I'm going to, Tracy, I'm going to pass you the mic, do a little intro, and then we'll kind of go from there. Oh my gosh, this is like my most least favorite thing to do is like, <laughs> um, you know, cause it's like, I don't like talking about myself, honestly, mm. but I do understand that, you know, if you're listening right now, you want to know what's in it for me and why the hell should I listen to this lady? Right. So I totally get that. Um, I'm here to help you don't necessarily need for you to like be run through my accolades and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, I have a lot of credibility. I have a lot of street cred, um, I'm 50 years old too, which, you know, with that life experience definitely brings something to the table that you can't learn at an event through a podcast, um, in a book, you know, it's, it's the school of hard knocks, quite honestly. And I have, you know, quite the, the decades of experience with all sorts of things. I've experienced pretty much everything that you can in life other than the loss of a child. That's the only thing I really think I haven't experienced, but you know, it was about 10 years ago. I just turned 40 years old and on paper, everything looked really good. If you were looking at my household from the outside in, other than being divorced, everything looked okay. I was a single mom that had her shit together. That was a career woman, um, able to take care of her children on her own they were teenagers back then. Um, but I knew that I was white knuckling my life. I really did. I mm-hmm. knew that you know, I couldn't keep it all together, even though as an Enneagram eight, I really, really work hard for you not to see the cracks in the armor, let's just say. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I knew because I was watching my children start to repeat some things that I had repeated from my childhood as well. And if you don't repair it, you repeat it. Mm -hmm. And just like people that we love, lead, mentor, or raise, they will do what we do, not what we say to do. And although I was talking a good game, I wasn't walking that as well. Mm-hmm. And I was start starting to see that play out. And I had enough experience to know that I couldn't stand how my parents um, didn't walk their talk. And I was repeating exactly what they showed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I didn't know another way. I really, really didn't. But I didn't know where to turn for help. My environment was filled with beautiful people, but people that enabled my bullshit, honestly. Mm-hmm. They thought like I was really doing well. And I think that's one of the things I've learned along the way is you have to surround yourself with people, places and things that will call you out with love and compassion and kindness, but also hold you accountable. And I had none of that going on in my life, career wise, friendship wise, um, in the relationship I was in. And so it all kind of came to a head 10 years ago and um, I walked away from my career Um, I had 15 years in the car industry. I was a very highly professional woman and I was very good at what I did. Um, I, like I said, was coming out of a divorce through a recession that pretty much wiped out 
you know, any money that I had ever had um, through some not so great choices as well, circumstances I didn't plan well for. And um, the relationship I was in was not great for me. Um, And like I said, the kids were starting to repeat stuff I didn't want to. Couple that with a 12-day cancer diagnosis that my dad had been delivered and he passed away in 12 days. And I knew that at 40 years old, this was not the life I wanted to be living, but I didn't know another way. And so I sought out help and I, you know, willingly on my own, (laughs) everybody in my life told me that I was crazy for doing this, but I checked myself into rehab Mm -hmm. for all the coping mechanisms that weren't serving me, which included alcohol, um, disordered eating, anger, codependency, uh, you name it. Other than drugs, I used things to cope, people, Mm -hmm. places things. And it was in rehab on day two that, you know, I was very feisty. I still am, but uh, (laughs) I didn't have the filter I have today and know how to manage it. And when my therapist, who I still see to this day, um, wanted me to kind of dive into the Enneagram with her, I told her to F off. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't want a label. I don't need a label. I'm clearly walking in here with many. Like the last thing I need is one more thing to put me in a box. And she said with She's an aide as well on the end. Mm-hmm. She's from Texas and she's a straight shooter. And I like it that way. Mm-hmm. She was like, here, your best thinking has gotten you here. And how about you just let this help you get out of the box that not only you've put yourself in, but the world has also put you in. And I was like, she's got a point there. And so what the Enneagram gave me very quickly was an awareness that how others receive me may not be the way that I intend. And also that... <clears throat> Most of the people in my life speak a very different language than I do. And it's like I'm I'm speaking a way that that they don't understand and vice versa, you know. And immediately I thought about my children. Mm. And I was like, wow, like neither of my children are an Enneagram eight. I was originally mis mistyped as an Enneagram three, but on paper behaviorally I can look very free, like like get shit done, make mm-hmm. it happen see a goal, hit a goal. Like on paper, behaviorally, I can look very three, but motivationally, I could not be any different than a three. <clears throat> and I also knew my kids weren't motivated the same way as I, I was. And I had judged them, you know, quietly for that. And so I started to dive a little deeper and recognize where my children land in the, the Enneagram world. And when I got out of rehab, you know, I, I came home with not a lot of credibility and trust under my belt with them, but just learning how to speak differently to them changed mm-hmm. everything overnight, everything, uh, the trust, the credibility, the way that they leaned into me, the way that they came to me with everything. And they were 14 and 15 at the time. And I was like, wow, I didn't change who I was at mm-hmm. all. I just changed the delivery of the way that I deliver that message and the way that I speak to them. And I was looking at everyone moving forward, not just my children, but everyone moving forward. How can I speak in a way where they know what's in it for them so that we can build connection and intimacy and trust? And about six months after I got out of rehab, I fell into network marketing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Did not want any part of that business model Uh at all. Um, Quite honestly, you know, I had no friends left because I had wiped out my entire social network. I had maybe 400 friends on Facebook and they were all high school alumni from back in Chicago. So it's like, how am I going to make a business out of this? Like, yeah, join the team. I'm like the epitome of health and wellness, you know? Um, but I did. 
And I used the Enneagram to build a very strong leadership. And fast forward in two years time, I went from $0 to um, a million dollar a year income. Um, I enrolled and brought in 82 people, only 82 people, but those 82 people developed into 15,000 people, Mm -hmm. which created my first million dollars. And now 10 years later, I've had that same um, business center. I don't actively um, build it today. But now in 10 years, seven millionaires have been formed out of those people. And my, the thing I'm most proud of is they're, re, they're represented by six different Enneagram types and not one of them is an eight like me. And so why I'm so passionate about the Enneagram is you are able to leave and commu- or lead and communicate anyone as long as you're using it in integrity and you have the right kind of um, agenda going into it. And that is with love, service, and caring about human, human, human beings in general. So basically the endogram kind of saved your life in a way. Next to my faith, honestly, it is the number one tool in my life. Um, My faith, I have to have it because if you have all the tools in your tool belt, if you don't surrender to a process, it's like you're trying to play God and and whatever that looks like for you, some divine higher power. Um, but having the framework and the system and the tools of the Enneagram really keeps my faith also in check. And mm. so I, it did save my life. And honestly, I have 10 years of sobriety today. And I'm not sure if that would be possible without the tools of the Enneagram, because I can compassionately call bullshit on myself. Mm-hmm. I can compassionately have hard conversations and make amends where I need to and also receive. Um, harsh and hard feedback from people. Sometimes, even though I don't like it, I don't have to be so reactionary. Um, the quality of my relationships is better. The way that I can move people through and accelerate transformation in people's lives is so much better with this tool. Absolutely. So I know I love that. I love that. And I think that let, let's talk about for those people that are listening that have no idea even how to start even like looking into the Enneagram and like just hearing your backstory here and how it kind of saved you and how you're implementing it. Like what kind of tips can you give to those listeners to get started with just trying to explore the Enneagram? Yeah. Well, the problem with it is, is the mistyping. It's not like human design or astrology or Myers-Briggs or DISC or any of those things, which are great. I love anything that gives us more self-awareness, but with those, it's very cut and dry. A lot of them are behavior related And like with human design or astrology, if you use those things, it's very much about you plug in your birth date, where you were born and the time you were born and poof, here's what you are. Enneagram doesn't work like that. It's motivation based. And although artificial intelligence is amazing for a lot of things, I think because we live in this society where people just want awareness, want awareness. I want to know. I want to know. It's why personal development is a multi-billion dollar industry is because people just want the answer But a lot of times we rush to get awareness so that we can just take action. And it's like throwing a bunch of shit at the wall and nothing sticks. And then we have this shame spiral because we've spent money, time, effort on things that maybe don't serve us. And so when it comes to the Enneagram, it is is like spirituality and psychology kind of had a baby. Mm -hmm. And um, it can't be determined by just a simple online quiz. It's a great starting point, but... All those online assessments, even some of the paid ones, are inaccurate 65 to 70% of the time. So I know if you're listening and you hear what I just said for the last five minutes, you want that magic in your life too. 
and you're going to want to rush to your answer. But just like any system or framework, if you have the wrong information, you're going to be going in the wrong direction for you. And then this doesn't serve you. If I had been operating just with the information that I was an Enneagram 3, none of this matters. And it doesn't work. And I don't see the beauty and power of it. So having the right information is key. So <clears throat> you've got two kind of two things to, to take with you on this journey. Be curious and be open to a longer discovery process. And I know if you're in crisis right now, you want, like I was, I was in crisis, you guys, mm-hmm. and I needed right tools and the right information. Um, so if you do have the time and you want to go through the discovery process, yeah, go take an online assessment and really take your time with it. And don't just assume whatever pops out in those quizzes that that's bold because I've done thousands and thousands and thousands of interviews with people specifically the last five years with just the Enneagram. And those statistics ring true 65 to 70% of the time with the paid test that I originally was using. It was inaccurate. So take your time with it. Also, like whatever um, types pop up, the top three, I usually say even top four, if you've got a lot of trauma in your life, look at the motives Mm -hmm. behind each of those. The motive is the driver behaviors are the coping mechanism. And that's why a lot of those other things are great for behavior modification. But if the diet industry is any indication, we all know that we should be eating better and exercising. Yet the diet industry is also a multi-billion dollar industry because it's it's feeding off your, your behaviors and the symptoms instead of getting to the root of maybe why you struggle with your health. Mm-hmm. Enneagram and personal development are similar. Like for you to use the Enneagram, you got to get to the source. And for many of you, you don't want to because it can be disruptive. It could be painful. But I'm telling you right now, going from awareness to just action, you're missing the magic in the middle, which is acknowledging. And so the other option you have is getting in front of somebody like me. And I have blueprints now that have 95% accuracy. And also I am a a personal guide. I'm not just here to teach you the information because information doesn't equal transformation. Correct. The integration of the information um, is the key to any transformation. And so, you know, getting in front of a guide, a professional who does this day in and day out, you absolutely will have the right information and then you can move forward um, and take your time with the journey. But, but I think for so many of us, we just want to rush the process. And it's just like, if you wanted to go to San Diego, but you have the coordinates in your GPS, taking you to Mexico all the time, you're going to get frustrated, even though Mexico is a pretty cool place. Mm -hmm. Mexico is not the desired outcome and the outcome for you. I really was happy being mistyped as a three. I really was. (laughs) That's the first indication that you're mistyped. If you're really excited about the the type that pops out, chances are that's that's your bullshit uh, mask that you wear. And I used um, achievement and powering through as a badge of honor to cover the vulnerability and the motive behind who I am as an eight. So, um, you know, take your time with it or get yourself a professional like me. Um, that can help you through the process. So you have the right information. You're going in the right direction. Now what you do with it will be totally up to you. Now that you said that, I am definitely going to look more into this because I I am a three, but I want to I want to look into this a little bit deeper because I might have some of the other things that you, cause you you're pinpointing some things that I didn't look into. And it's well, like you know it's funny. Most high achieving women are mistyped, and so many threes three women are mistyped. 
<laughs> women more than anybody, especially high achieving women are most mistyped. So, cause we're really good at compartmentalizing. Yep. It's so true. It's so true. And so next, I kind of want to ask you for those people that, you know, are finding themselves and they thought, you know, they're, they're diving deep into this whole thing and they finally find their number. And for you, that helps you with communicating with others. Mm-hmm. For those people that are just like, I was this number before, but now I am officially this number because I embody this whole number. How can you guide those people to now navigate this new and real version of themselves? Right. Like, you know, I, I got to say when I was sitting in rehab and we figured out I was an eight and nine. Yeah. And I, you know, it's just like when we look in the mirror, do we always look towards the beautiful things that we love about ourselves in the mirror? I don't know any woman that beelines and looks in the mirror and is like, oh my gosh, my eyes are so pretty. No, we look to our thighs or stomach or or butts or whatever it is that you look at that you want to improve. And the Enneagram, you got to be careful because, you know, sitting in rehab was not my most shining moment. And when I was reading about the eight, like I saw things like domineering, aggressive, bully, asshole, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. And, and I could have used that as like, see, well, that's who I am. Like deal with it. No wonder nobody gets me, but you have to kind of go into this, like looking at the full spectrum. Do do all of us have some blind spots and areas that we go to, to protect our biggest vulnerability? Absolutely. Each Enneagram type has its biggest fear and, and we will go to the ends of the earth to protect it. And how that looks for each Enneagram type is very, very different. But what I found with that is even looking at those, I can look at, look at myself first. Like, yes, I can use it to communicate with anybody, but I first had to learn how to communicate effectively with myself. Like you can't lead others if you can't lead yourself. And that means with compassion, empathy, love, grace, service. And the reality was, is I was my harshest critic. Mm -hmm. I was, and that wasn't serving me. Like, and what we say and think about ourselves absolutely affects how we show up in relationship, in business, in marriages, in parenting. And I had to really compassionately look at the the harder parts of who I am and use it as a compass rather than the whipping stick that I had for 40 years. It's like, oh, when those behaviors show up in me, whether I project onto other people or I internalize and take that shame on myself. I need to use this as a compass instead of, you know, the shame spiral because shame just keeps us stuck. So that was the first thing. The other thing that I recognized in that moment when I was looking at all the not so pretty parts and my blind spots as an Enneagram 8 was the beautiful parts of the Enneagram 8. World-class leader, impact maker, world shaker, um, leader. Like, and, And I knew, like I had glimmering moments of those. But then the minute people got too close or like my biggest fears were being, you know, exposed, you know, my walls came up and all my defense mechanisms came up that didn't make me, you know, the the impact maker that I wanted to be. And once those walls started coming down and I could lean into and see the target and I was aiming for the target because where there's darkness, there must be light. We have to have contrast not just in the world and in our environment, but in who we are. And I can't be the impact amazing leader that I am today without those not so pretty parts serving as a compass for me. It's like, ah, okay, how can I learn more about myself? How can I learn from other people? And so that is um, some of the beauty parts of the Enneagram. I can't remember the question that you originally answered or asked me about this. (laughs) No worries, no worries. I was just basically saying like, 
once you have your official oh. number, like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, so here's the even cooler part. So once I understood, you know, the, the blind spots and yeah. the gifts of my type, I recognized that were four other Enneagram types connected to my personal framework. And they were like having tools in your tool belt. You know, if you're a DIY person or, you know, you're anything, you have to have a kitchen, like a chef. You have to have all the right tools to make your job easier. Can you get by with certain tools? Yes, but will it be as fun, as effective, as streamlined? No. And in the Enneagram framework on for each Enneagram type, you have four other types connected to you that have different skill sets. They're, you're never going to be motivated like those four types. But I started learning about the four types directly connected to, to me that could really bookend me. You know, like if I just lead with my eightness, I'm not as effective. Am I still motivated like an eight? Absolutely. Do I still have the same fears as an eight? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But with these four other types really supporting me, just like your favorite movie, you know, your favorite movie absolutely is a strong supporting cast. Very rarely is your favorite movie a one person show, right? The strong supporting cast that make the hero in the story shine at the end right? You are the hero in your story, but you need a strong supporting cast and understanding when you have your correct Enneagram type, you see the system and the framework connected to you. You know, the tools at your, at your accessibility and you know, their gifts and their strengths and how and when to use them. You will be able to be the shining superstar in your life and bring an army with you and feel really freaking fulfilled by it. And the legacy that you leave will be based on your beautiful character in which you operate day in and day out and your ability to connect at an intimate level with the human race, even the people at the grocery store, not just the people that you love, lead, or are raising. It's powerful, powerful shit right there. I, I literally, I hope everybody that's listening is like, I have like, I have chills literally because I feel that if you are not even involved in this whole experience of the Enneagram or whatnot, or what have you, you're just kind of living life as you're living life. I promise you, after you hear this episode and everything that Tracy's saying, you're going to want to get into it because it will guide you into just a more like leadership position in not just in your business, but in life. So, I mean, I'm, I'm fired up, Tracy. I am fired up. <laughs> it's funny. You said you were typed originally as a three. Yeah. I'm not feeling that. Okay. What are you feeling? I don't know, but it's not that. And okay. After and this that's the other thing, you guys. Like I know, once we drink the Enneagram Kool Aid, yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of times we want everybody to drink it, and we can get a little irresponsible, myself included, early mm-hmm. on. Not this is what I do day in and day out, so I can kind of like pick up on things. Mm-hmm. Um, please don't go around typing people or telling them what you think they are. Um, you know, there's ways to not use the Enneagram too. And when you do my um, assessment and get my blueprint, I give you all the nine ways not to use the Enneagram. Um, but it's really cool when you understand um, other people. And mm-hmm. I do pick up on energy. I don't know because I don't know what motivates you to your core, but I feel something a little different coming oh. from you. All right. All right. A three, a three might be connected to you, whether it's via one of the wings or one of the lines, you know, those four other types that are connected to you. I feel you using the three, but I don't know if you're motivated necessarily by a three. I don't know. I could well, be wrong. No, you, I mean, listen, like I said, I really need to dive into this deeper because I might, I might not, I might not. But as we're kind of rounding out everything, Tracy, what I want to, my couple of other questions that I have for you is, you know, You've built a successful business. You're, you're, you're such an impactful leader. When you look at your family, 
mm-hmm. right? What is that legacy that you want to leave them? You know, I, my kids are 24 and 25 today. So, you know, this, the Enneagram and my use of it, like the integration of it is a true testament to, you know, I'm raising an Enneagram two and an Enneagram seven, and I'm an Enneagram eight could not be motivated more differently from each other. And last night, like my son, who is my sensitive empath and usually is a little quieter with his opinion, came bold at me last night. And it was an intense conversation, you know, Mm. about life in the world today, you know, and we have very different of opinions in certain things, but the legacy today is the ability to have hard differing opinions and still meet with love and compassion. And that's how we learn from each other. Mm. Like, yeah, I don't have to agree with anyone at all to learn from them. And quite honestly, in that conversation last night, I learned a lot from my son, but what it really told me is that my son felt safe enough with me to challenge me. And I'm an Enneagram eight. I'm called the challenger. I love fighting. I eat intensity for breakfast. A two is the opposite of that. And he leaned in with so much class, a humble confidence that that to me, I am building, I'm helping that boy build confidence. And I am creating an environment where he knew I didn't agree with what he said or his opinion on something, but he felt safe enough, brave enough, and that he would be seen, heard, understood, and valued for his opinion, even though I may not agree with it for who he is. And I wasn't going to try and make him waver on that. Mm. That to me is legacy, the ability to empower the people you love and lead to be who they were designed to be and the calling on their life, not my agenda. That's legacy. It's not the money that I leave them. I'm going to leave them a hell of a lot, but that's not what legacy is. It's the character in which, and the confidence in which I can help plant seeds in who they are moving forward. And I hope that anybody that I come in contact with or that I have been blessed enough to lead along the way in this journey feels that way moving forward, that those seeds of, of stepping into who they were always designed to be, um, not only were planted, but rooted deep into who they are. That's what legacy is all about to me. I'm going to let that breathe for a second because that was, that was like, that was powerful. And I can, I can say that even just seeing you on stage and not even knowing you, I saw that power within you. And that's why I love to connect with people like you that, you know, maybe not, you know, are in the same path as me, but they've been there. They've been through the trenches and now they're uprooting themselves and they are becoming this incredible leader. I thrive on that. So I want to honor you and you are living that. You are living that legacy 110%. And I think that power, like for most of my life, I always had that power, but it was masked. Um, You know, the superpowers of each Enneagram type, and I'll leave you with this, like each Enneagram type has beautiful, beautiful superpowers, but they're only the superpowers, like that intensity, that power that I've always had are only superpowers when I am in a place and, and communicating and embodying love, compassion, empathy, service, and grace. And those very things, that intensity, that power was the wrecking ball in my life for a long, long time because I was coming from fear, insecurity, unworthiness, shame, guilt, and ego. So the good news in all of this is none of us have to change who we are. 
none of us do. And that was relieving to me because I was like, how do I cage this intensity? Like it's not going anywhere, but instead, how can I redirect and the come from? And that takes work. And that takes that acknowledgement process. You can't just go from awareness. I'm this Enneagram type to boom, let's take action. Like it's that beautiful, messy acknowledgement part where all the magic happens. It's the part that can disrupt your life, but, you know, kind of having temporary disruption and disharmony creates long-term transformation for your life and everybody that you're supposed to hear, supposed to be here making an impact with. So true. So true. And I mean, everybody at that event, they are making an impact. Like, I mean, for you to acknowledge Keisha in that honor was incredible because to see her, her, her power really be, be there. But, um, my final thing, I know my listeners are going to want to connect with you. They're going to want to know what's, what you're, you're doing and how the, all the ways to connect with you. I'm going to put it in the show notes, but kind of share either if you have something going on or your, and your social media handles and stuff like that. Well, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook. Um, Facebook, I'm Tracy O'Malley. On Instagram, I'm Tracy underscore O'Malley. There's some imposters out there, so make sure it's the right one. Um, <clears throat> but I know that if you want to use the tool of the Enneagram in your life, you want the right information, and I am the right place to come for that. Um, I now have that typing process where you get a 75-page blueprint. It's like your soul roadmap. And I give you all those tools, the four types connected to you, um, your instinctual response to life, all of that um, in my process that I've really worked hard I've waited a long time to bring something to you that I knew was accurate, effective, and can make the impact. And I'm really proud of it. So you can go to tracyomalley.com, the work with me section. There's all the ways that you can uh, work with me, but the blueprint is right there. You never even have to do a phone call with me. If you don't want, if I'm a little kind of scary for you, I totally get that. (laughs) Um, I had a lot of people say that after the event, they're like, I'm drawn to you, but I'm also terrified. And, you know, when we are facing the things we have to acknowledge, it can be terrifying, but I want you to know that every ounce of what I'm here to help you with and guide you with is coming from that love and compassion and empathy and grace and service. Um, So go there, definitely get the right information. And then what you choose to do with it, you may want to find me some somewhere along the way in the journey. And you may just want to take your time with it, but either way I'm cheering you on and I'm here to help champion you so that you can do what you were always designed to do. Well, Tracy, I just truly appreciate you just taking the time to chat with me chat with my listeners and I can't wait to see what your journey is next and how you just keep amplifying and making an incredible impact because you're already on that journey. So I truly appreciate you. It's an honor to serve. I'm here um, with so much humility and just gratitude for, you know, women like you putting out good messages in the world to help empower everyone. So thanks for having me. Thank you so much. If you guys love this episode, please tag the two of us. We'll show you some love, but We'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Guys, I'm super excited to announce that I just launched an online clothing boutique called Bella Mel Boutique in honor of my sister who passed away from cancer. The clothing in there right now is incredible. The wholesalers that I'm that I'm going to have in there, I'm being very strategic. Um, they're going to be very special, near and dear to my heart as well. So please check out the website, bellamelboutique.com and check the Instagram page, Bellamel Boutique. And I can't wait for you guys to see it.